Welcome to Chat with Crystal, empowerment coaching and conversations with real women from around the world. I'm your host, Crystal Andrus Morissette, founder of the SWAT Institute. Women are being called right now to help heal this world. And it's time for a radio podcast that shows the how we're going to do just that, empowering one woman at a time. Now let's get to it. Yay, let's get to it. My name's Crystal. I'm excited to be here with you. Of course, this is Chat with Crystal, empowered coaching conversations with real women from around the world. And that's really what this is. I have a private conference line. And on the first Friday of every month, I head over to my, my we call it in the vault, and you can call in or you can dial in through your web, through your computer or your phone, uh, through the internet, and you're anonymous and you literally just raise your hand in this private conference uh, center. And I, I don't even know who's calling in and I never know what we're going to be talking about, but that's what's so amazing about empowerment coaching and the processes that we teach and use at the SWAT Institute. Uh, if you don't know me yet, um, my name is Crystal Andres Morissette, and I'm the founder of the SWAT Institute, www.swatinstitute.com, Simply Woman Accredited Trainer. We're the premier online empowerment coach certification exclusively for women in the world. We've been in business since 2009. It's crazy. Um, and we are stronger, more united um, than we've ever been, and I always feel like we are just getting started. So it is 2021. We are finally here. We we are in the age of Aquarius. Um, I just feel like the the real heaviness that a lot of us have been feeling. I think it's lifting. I really feel like it's behind us. I truly do. Um, but that doesn't still mean that everyday life carries on everyday struggles relationships finances business children parenting parents uh, we still always have to deal with the day in and day out of our our lives so today I would love to just go straight to the phone lines and whoever has called in just we're gonna do some some coaching um, and this type of coaching empowerment coaching it's different than life coaching it's different than any style of coaching although it really does allow you to help oh I didn't turn off my outlook oh dear 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 quit that and quit that you'd think Krista would have this figured out by now okay 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 um, so the difference with empowerment coaching, as I was saying, and life coaching, for example, is the life coaching is more, and everything is needed. I always want to say that. Like for anyone who thinks like, are we in competition? Are we against another healing modality? Never, ever. Like they all, if they are, if they are, you know, teaching truth and teaching um, in integrity and teaching processes and interventions and duplicatable formulas and they, they, there's a there's a lot of different healing modalities that are going to help us get back to our alignment back to the center it's almost like imagine a wheel and there's a lot of spokes in a wheel and there isn't just one way to get to the center um, so empowerment coaching isn't in competition with therapy we're not in competition with life coaching we're not we just have a unique process that really helps shift the way that we're talking to ourselves, the way we're seeing a struggle, the way that we're feeling in a certain situation. And what it does is it allows us to explore almost the narrative or the story underneath what's really going on without us digging deep into the past. So you might need therapy. You might have to have a therapist that you know, you really have to dig deep and go back and uncover and and re re reframe things. And empowerment coaching is something different, though. And what it allows us to do is it allows us to really focus on, but where are we at now, and how do we feel now, and how are we showing up in the world now, today, and moving forward. And that doesn't mean that we aren't positive psychology. We're not just put a spin on it and smile and focus on the things that are good in your life. We're meeting you where you're at right now. And 
how do we do that? How do we know? Well, we, we try to first address in empowerment coaching, there's sort of a two-stage philosophy to empowerment coaching, which is strategy comes after emotion. So life coaching is strategy. And, and, and that's really needed at times where it's like, should I sign up for that course or that course? Should I, okay, I, my house is such a mess and I need a strategy to get it cleaned up. A life coach literally might say, okay, by this Tuesday, clean, go through all your cupboards and get rid of all the clothes. And so there's more strategy, whereas we do get to strategy, but we first look at the energy and I don't mean that to sound woo woo because it is actually very scientific is we are all we are all energy beings that's not woo woo that's not ghostly that's not that's scientific if we were to take each one of us our hands put them under a microscope and zoom down you would zoom past the top level the cellular level that that that's what makes us physical, right? The cellular level is where we have the organic level where we have cells and mitochondria. And, um, but if we continue to zoom past the cellular level and we kept zooming down scientifically with a mic microscope, we would see that we're actually on a deeper level made up of millions, billions of tiny little atoms. And what is inside that atom? Well, science has shown that it's actually a bundle of vibrating energy. So there's nothing woo-woo about this. We all resonate. We all are just this bundle of energy, literally, each one of us like could be like considered a little ball of energy. And some of us have more energy. And sometimes we have less energy. And we wonder, is it just the physical? Is it just what we're eating? Is it just exercise? Is it just the cellular level? Is it just the the mitochondria and the nucleus and the is it just the or is it also deeper? Well, it's both, right? Like I believe we're body, mind, spirit. It's both. We have to do, we do have to take care of ourselves physically. We, we do have to, to eat healthy food and move our bodies and get enough sleep and do all the things physically. But sometimes that's still not enough. So we then take it to the next level to say, well, where are you at emotionally? Because every emotion carries a different feeling and carries a different almost energy, almost like a frequency. Like you could almost compare it to um, to a light, uh, a light on the dining room ceiling. And when you're feeling really light, what does that energy feel like? Usually you would equate that to, and there's, and there's no judgment. Let's really be aware that if someone is feeling heavy, that doesn't make them a bad person. It has nothing to do with their intelligence. It has nothing to do with their soul, their spirit. It has nothing to do with um, how um, wonderful they are, caring they are, kind they are, loving they are. It has to do with how they feel, how they feel. And usually if someone feels, if you were to say, how are you feeling? And like, let's just, let's just be on it. Let's just put it into like really layman's terms. If you were to say, how do you feel? And if someone were to say, I feel so light, I feel light, I feel like a feather. I feel, if you were to connect that to an emotion, what do you think that emotion would often be? If someone said, I feel light. Okay, I think, well, well, the opposite of light is heavy. I know how I feel when I feel heavy and I know how I feel when I feel light. Usually I, when I feel light, it isn't the size of my body. It's not the weight on the scale. It's that I feel joyful. I feel happy. I feel like I've had, and the opposite I was going to say is like, you can sometimes feel like you've had all the weight lifted off your shoulders. You feel even better than relief. Like light feels like, oh my God. Um, and sometimes you want to know what's interesting in the body physically, sometimes to teach a body, how, a, a person how to relax a muscle is you actually have to do the opposite. Squeeze your muscle as tight as you can. So squeeze your hands right now. Let's both, let's all do this. Like take your hands and make a fist. Squeeze your fist as tight as you can. So that's what tightness feels like. Now relax and open your hand. It's a lot easier to know what relaxation feels like when you know what tightness feels like. So in empowerment coaching, we know that we have the full range of emotions. So let's imagine that a tight emotion, squeeze your hands really tight, is constricted. It feels tight 
Imagine in your body if you felt really tight. What does that often feel like? Oh, my stomach feels like it's in knots. Well, that's usually stressful. There's a lot of fear in there if everything feels really tight and holding and constricted. So emotionally, we would meet someone where they're at. We wouldn't try to like clean out the house this weekend when their entire inner being, their energy, their emotions are squeezing tight and constricted like their stomachs in knots. We would, we would meet them where they're at emotionally and help them recognize that where they're seeing this dilemma right now or this problem or this story is through these lenses. Let's, let's all meet here. Let's meet in this place so that we can really be honest about what it feels like to be here in this energy. And then knowing that there, there, is, there is a higher place and it's not to judge you, but don't we all wanna be able to be making some, making life-changing decisions or big decisions from a place where your brain isn't clamped down like a tight fist? Don't we wanna be making those kind of bigger decisions from a higher perspective? From a kind of like the 30,000 foot view it's like when you're further away from something, you can sometimes look down on it and you're not so in the forest. You're above the forest now and you can see the pathway. Oh, look, at there's a way out over there. But when you're in there, in the gunk, in the mess, locked down tight, heavy, chained to the ground, burdened, it's, it's a different energy. So there I just gave you the 14 minute explanation of we all carry these different emotions and energies in our body and there's nothing wrong with any of them they're all there for a reason fear is there to show us that something is not good is unhealthy is scary is but we're not supposed to live in fear like a, like to live in a state of anxiety and fear all the time means that your insides your central column think about from your kind of like your your stomach all the way up through your chest, your throat, all the way up to your brain is like squeezing. Oh, that is, that's, oh. Like imagine emotionally just being able to release and relax all the fear. Well, that's the physical part, but we are actually gonna support you in the emotional aspect of that. So you can let go on the reins a little bit and make those life-changing decisions from a more empowered place. So I'd love to go to the phone lines and I know just because just before we went into record mode, I unmuted the first uh, hand that went up and I know that it's Jasmine. So I'm going to unmute your line right now. Jasmine, how are you? Hello, I'm doing pretty good. Oh, great. Jasmine, is this uh, like, I have we ever done coaching before? I know you've just graduated, right? Yeah, Isn't it you? Not, Aren't you? Not with you. Yeah. So we have never done coaching before. No, I'm oh, so excited. Yay. Pumped. <laughs> awesome. Then you've just graduated. You're now officially a certified empowerment coach. Congratulations. You did an incredible job. Um, how can I support you today? Well, interestingly, it's it's around empowerment coaching. Um, I think the biggest thing that's showing up right now for me is that sense of feeling like an imposter. Mm -hmm. And um, so I get, I get these waves of like feeling like, oh my God, am I cut out for this? Do I have the capacity? Um, do I know enough? Um, you know, I always, I don't never want to harm anybody. Like I just really, I just feel like there's like this little block. So I guess in, in that also it's holding me back from like really showing up in a bigger way, even though I'm really putting myself out there anyway. And I think the more I put myself out, the more freaked out I get in a way, but I'm willing yeah. Yeah. to do it, yeah. but I don't want to feel super uncomfortable about it. Yeah, well, you know, um, here's the truth. Um, I think when we start something new that we really care about doing really well and we really want to do well with something, there is a mm -hmm. there's a natural in the especially in the beginning. Um, let's think about starting a brand new job. Like if you just yeah. got hired at a brand new place and you cared so much about that job and you so wanted to get it right and you so wanted to be successful and you're you might have jitters the night before. You're, you mm -hmm. might feel a little nervous going into work. Your first week of work, you might be like, oh, do I know what I'm doing? I kind of feel like I have the imposter syndrome. Well, you're, it's new. And you, it's, it's, that's a natural, normal. First of all, I just want to say totally natural, totally normal, totally 
like I think I've shared this before the first year that I had this is a podcast but when I first started off it was a radio show and it was just like this except I couldn't even see the callers so I had a radio show on Hay House Radio I'd put the headphones on and I'd hear the guy in my ear go okay and he count me down and then it'd be silence and I had to talk for an hour into silence <laughs> and I wouldn't know whether callers or not what if no one calls in and I have this call this coaching show and what if no one calls and I have to talk for an hour straight because I'm live I'm on Hay House Radio on Sirius Satellite Jasmine imposter oh. syndrome I thought my head was going to pop off at the end of every show <laughs> Like, I would take the earphones off and sit them down on the desk, and I would kind of pace around my house. Like, there was so much energy. That's the word. Energy inside my body. It was so powerful. It was so terrified. It was so excited. It was so willing. It was so scared. It didn't want to get it wrong. It didn't want to. This energy was massive. And, right. And I would walk around for about an hour and think, I just need to have a glass of wine. <laughs> Like, I don't know what to do with this. It's so overwhelming until I got more and more comfortable with it. And I actually had the president of Hay House say, well, you know what you have? You have the imposter syndrome. He actually said that to me. Exactly what you're saying. Right. You have the imposter syndrome. And everybody has it at the beginning. Do you think he actually, I swear to God, I'm about to say, I swear to God on the Holy Bible. That's just a thing we used to say growing up. I swear to God on the Holy Bible. He literally said to me, you don't think Wayne Dyer was really scared when he first started? You don't think Wayne Dyer sometimes doesn't know what he's doing? Wayne was still alive back then. You'd say, you don't right. think Wayne Dyer sometimes doesn't know what the hell he's doing? You think Wayne Dyer's got his life all figured out? You think Wayne Dyer's like... And at that time, Wayne Dyer had just gone through a divorce, and he was like our, the father of all of us. And we thought he was the... And suddenly, Wayne Dyer's divorce with six kids, and like, not that I'm putting Wayne Dyer right. down. That just popped out. I don't know why I said that. But my point is, we're all just people. Even, even the people you look at and you think, is she ever scared? Yes. And does she ever think, what am I doing? Yes. But mm -hmm. it's like anything. Like you, when you first opened your... You have a, a wellness center where you live, uh, a massage therapy clinic, and you have all kinds of healing modalities in there. You were scared when you first started. So yeah. we can't let fear stop us. We have to feel the fear. So let's examine the fear. Why don't we do that? Why don't we do an empowerment process around this? Okay. Okay. So what is the worst <laughs> possible thing someone will find out about you when it comes to this work? What is your greatest fear? Um, hmm. Like, I'm so afraid that they maybe, will... yeah, I think, you know, that maybe I'm not walking the talk. Okay. So I'm, I'm a, am I a farce? Um, I'm pretty open about like most of my background. Yeah. In the sense of like, you know, yeah, I came from the home of alcoholism and that kind of stuff. And I had a pretty racy, uh, racy you know, period of time in my life. Oh, um, dear, dear, you were racy. I know, right? You but were, I think yeah, there's an what? element of... Uh, ho hold <laughs> on now. Stop <laughs> the process. You had a childhood with alcoholic parents and you had a little racy period in your life? Well, you are disqualified mm -hmm. from being empowered as a woman now. Right? I know. So I'm actually pretty open about that. That I'm okay with. Okay. Um, so I'm afraid that I'm a farce. There's your word. I'm a farce. And yes. And where did you where, that, go? Talk. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. You're right there. There's something there. <laughs> Tell me. Um, what would I say I'm afraid of? Um, the truth. Tell me the truth. I know. I'm, I'm so afraid. I'm really feeling into this. Okay, so let's let's imagine that what what are you let's like really tell the truth because if we can examine like one of the things around fear is one of the things I have in my book the emotional edge when we're dealing with fear is something that I actually learned from our professor of coaching Isabella Viscopova and she call and it's not she doesn't call it it's called cognitive restructuring so one of the things you can do with fear is you can almost like logically walk yourself through. And that's not going to that's not going to get us up to willingness, but that's just a one of the processes you can do with fear is like, well, let's look at the possibilities, the probabilities, the proof, the evidence that says this, like, what is the great fear that could happen that you're going to be discovered that you're not really empowered? Like, 
What are you so afraid will happen if you put yourself out there in a big way? Who do you think is going to come along and say that Jasmine talking like she's some empowered, wise, enlightened woman? She's actually a fraud. Like, who do you think would do this to you? Do you have someone in mind? Do you have a group of people? Do you have someone from your past? Do you have a story? Do you have a fear somewhere that you've done something? Someone's going to discover it. You're so nervous. Like, you just got to blow the lid off that. That's all oppression and exploitation. Like, I could have a fear that I have family members that still to this day, like literally family members who I haven't seen in 15 years. I I really can't believe that my phone is texting. Um, Madeline, tell your sister not to text me, please. Um, (laughs) Jasmine, back to you. What are you afraid? Like, let's, if we can tell the deep, deep, deep down truth, and no one knows who you are right now. We don't even know where you're calling Mm -hmm. from. You could be from from uh, California. No one knows who this is. So Jasmine, tell me what you're afraid that will get found out. Um, hmm. So there's, there's a part of my past that nobody really knows about. Then who's going to find out? Um, Then who's going to find out? Pardon me? Who's going to find out? Well, I'm almost wondering if it's something that I need to bring to light as part of my, um, in a way to help other people, you know, when you have an experience and then you want to like, okay. So, so that freaks me out. I'm, okay, stay I'm, with I don't that. know if I'm ready to stay with bring that. that to the light yet. Stay with okay. that. Okay. So there are two aspects of what you're talking about. One is, do I need to get some, some healing and some work around this thing that I've never talked about so that I mm-hmm. feel authentic in my own being to do the work that I need to do in the world? That's one thing. The other is, do I need to tell this thing that happened to me so that I can help other people? And I'm going to say right away, no. Okay. No. If you if you think you have to tell the world some things that happened to you or that you did or that you were a part of or that you experienced or that you have shame around or that you have guilt around or that you have fear around or anger or rage in order for you to be authentic, no. You are allowed okay. to have your own. You are allowed to have your own secrets if if they're for you like what i mean by secrets is the world doesn't need to know everything about everything about everything about you or me or my children or your mother or if you feel you need to and you want to because this is going to help you be more fierce it's going to make you be more powerful it's going to make you feel more authentic and amazing for you you your your life fuck everyone else Mm. okay right like sometimes as healers we think we have to we have to share every little dirty detail of everything that's ever happened so that we're authentic no you're allowed to have privacy but on the other hand if you were to feel like for me to do the work I want to do in the world, and I don't know why I'm saying this, Jasmine, and you don't need to answer this, but let's say, for example, there was some type of sexual abuse, something inappropriate, something that you realize like, holy shit, I have this little thing. Okay, let me just say it in that way. If there was something like that, you were to say, it's always in my mind that I'm being a fraud because I've never gotten work around my deepest, darkest thing. That still doesn't mean you can't be an extraordinary coach for someone else. Um, in your heart, knowing there's certain things I I have not I'm not ready to face yet, but I can still help people do their thing. You really do have to know that. Like, if it was something that you said, I'm so ready to deal with this, I would say start privately. Do the dealing. I would say if you would want to heal it with me or with someone in mentorship coaching or in private Mm -hmm. one-on-one coaching i always say share the wounds once they're long scabbed over and healed okay the wounds that i share are things that i'm not in anymore right i'm out of it i've dealt with it now i feel comfortable sharing it but it's sort of like i feel like uh, this might be, and you can you can answer, you can decide if you want to share any more on that with me, but it's sort of like, let's say you're struggling with your weight, 
let's just use this. And I'm so sick and tired of hearing about women, myself included, that we still are just like, well, if I could only just be a little fitter. Um, but let's just use that example of someone that's really struggling with their weight. I would say, stop talking. If you're an empowerment coach or you're, and you haven't figured that thing out, there's a million other things you've figured out, but don't go on and on about your weight because you can't help people around weight because you haven't figured that thing out yet. But doesn't mean you couldn't help people with a billion other things that you have figured out. Now, right. let's say you've figured out the weight thing and then you feel like I'm ready to bring that into my actual teaching. I now want to help women who are struggling with their weight because I have truly authentically know what it feels like. I've been on both sides. I've done the work. I feel comfortable airing that out and showing my before and after pictures to the world. But now there are some women that might have lost 100 pounds and feel like that's not my story and I don't need to show my before pictures. That doesn't make me a fraud. I don't want right. to put up my before pictures of when I was fat at 15. That mm -hmm. doesn't make you inauthentic if you don't want to share that you were fat at 15. Do you get what I'm trying to say? If I was raped yeah, at I 15, I was raped. Let's say I was raped. I was raped at 14. If I hadn't done the healing and the work around that, it doesn't mean I can't say I had this trauma that happened to me. But I certainly wouldn't be saying I've been raped at 14 and I really want to work and I've done all the work around it. And I'm fully healed around it. And I only want to work. I really want to work with women who've been raped. I've actually never put that out to my world once. Never. Right. It doesn't mean I don't help a lot of women who've been sexually abused. I do. But my specialty isn't sexual abuse. Right. I never put out there to the world. If you've been sexually abused, you should come and see Crystal. I'm amazing at empowering women who've been through sexual abuse. I'm amazing at empowering women. They might have been sexually abused. They might not have been sexually abused. That's not my claim to fame, even though I've been sexually abused. Right. Okay. So I don't know. Does any of that... Okay. I know I went on and on for 15 minutes. Does, no. <laughs> does that give you clarity? No. It's, you know, it's good because um, I think there was a bit of a, you know, like, is this thing, does it, does it, is it necessary that it has to be part of my, um, like you said, where I specialize or my niche or I don't think it has to be part of my niche. I think it's actually helped me be good at what I do though. Right. So there's right. like this blessing in it. Um, but I think part of, yeah, like, do I need to, you know, expose this experience or Thing yeah. that happened and um, and you got to decide do you want to expose it one-on-one -on -one when you're talking with someone quietly and just say listen this happened to me I think it's made me mm -hmm. it, it really hurt me it broke me I've done a lot of work on healing and um this is how I've handled it I haven't yet gone mm -hmm. public with it and shared it but I want you to know that I I hear you and I'm I'm maybe not the expert on that however I'm an expert on on coming through the trench, you are someone who has, you are the phoenix rising, Jasmine. Hmm. You have every right to teach women how to become empowered. You have every right from your life's experience okay. and your education and and the joy that you, you, you exude, um, you have every right to teach empowerment. Well, thank you. And I think that's it, right? Like, is it, I appreciate you saying that. And it, and it lights me up and I love doing it. And I'm like, so there's this other end of the spectrum where I'm like, what if I fucking blow up? Like, what if shit blows up? Do I have the capacity to navigate it? I guess like, it's almost like my head goes in the, up one, from one direction. I'm like, oh my God, I feel like, you know, shame or whatever it is around this thing. That's kind of in the background, even though I come to accept a lot of it. Um, do you want to get some coaching go to the around? Other... Do you want to get some coaching? Sorry? Do you want to get some coaching around that thing? Um, I do, but I <laughs> see me hesitating. <laughs> yeah, no, you're afraid. That's fair. Um, God I, bless I, I you. Like I don't mean to about... say it, Jasmine. I don't mean to say it like God bless you, but God bless you. Like if you're my kid right now or my sister, I'd hug you and be like. Yeah, God damn it. Let's deal with this thing. This That's crazy. Let's not let this thing have any shame. The minute you just use the word shame, that changed things for me. Like when I'm mm -hmm. hearing you say, I still have shame around this thing, then forget I think what it is, a, is, you're going to be an amazing coach. Don't worry about the coaching part. I'm talking about you as a woman. Is there anything I can do for you right now as a woman, woman to woman? I'm wondering if I should 
to happen into this thing. The thing about this story is I, my husband doesn't even know. Yeah, that's okay. He doesn't ever need to know if you don't want him to know. And he's never going to listen to this call. Right. No, I don't think so. Never. He's never going to be like, let <laughs> me go on iTunes it. and find chat with Crystal. And on February 5th, maybe my wife called. Uh, yes. So what's the thing? What is the thing? Okay. I'm, gonna, I'm going for it. Um, so when I was in my... So initially, when I first... I'll try to make this read as digest. I've always been called to do massage therapy. I've always had this interest in massage therapy. I wanted to do it. I wanted to learn it. But I was also an apprentice as an electrician. So, yeah. yeah. Totally different worlds. Anyway, so I would take these like little mini courses of just learning about holistic health and that kind of thing. And then I saw this ad um, around, oh, come and, come and we'll train you how to do massage. Awesome. So I went. And it turns out it's a massage parlor. Yeah, okay. And so me at the time, you know, I was pretty much, uh, oh, yeah, I'm feeling emotional here. Yeah. Um, oh, it's coming. Yeah, <laughs> let it. Let it. You know what you're going to uh, realize, Jasmine? That this thing that feels like such a tidal wave inside of you is going to flow out and be gone. And you're going to realize that this is not as enormous as you think this is. But it feels enormous the, uh, for you, and because you it's a story, it, and it's secretive, and it's shameful, and it's connected to your work, and I'm understanding. Yeah. I'm connect, I'm hearing yeah. it. It's like I am a legit therapist, and I got mixed up in this not legit massage therapy thing for a little bit, and I never want that yeah. to follow me. Yes. Got it. Shake that and, off. Uh, Breathe. There it is. The story's out. Big fucking deal. <laughs> okay hear me breathe yeah. big fucking deal oh my and i know if anybody God. ever told me that i'd be like yeah you know big fucking deal and you'd say the end of the world um, first of all you'd say i'd say this um not that it matters to say any of this because it doesn't matter if you came from an absolutely pristine childhood with tons of money and and really well amazing parents shit can still go down that we can get mixed up in but let me first yeah. ask you this. Not that it even matters, because you could have been 50 when it happened, but how old were you? Um, I want to say I was around 21, 20. Yeah, I was going to literally say, what were you, 20, 21? Yeah. Like, you know, what goes on in Vegas stays in Vegas. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I some, I've had shame over things that look, I look back and I go, but I had no business being homeless at 15. I had no business sleeping with that, staying in that guy's house. And, and you know, to this day, I still, it's so funny. I'm not, I shouldn't bring this up, but I just saw my mother who I haven't had contact with in 14 years. Out of nowhere, why is she even talking about me? Posted on her Facebook page that I was never homeless. Like, I just want to go, what? you weren't, you, what are you talking about? Like, you kicked right. me out. I was 15. And did I stay sometimes on people's couches and do things with, older guys because they gave me a place to sleep and does that mean I shouldn't get, I don't get to be the empowered woman I am today mm -hmm. no Jasmine you came from chaos and dysfunction and you saw a lot of alcohol and fighting and um, a really tough early beginnings in many ways and we do what we do and we do what we know and we do what we think we have to do to survive and like shake that story off your back. Mm -hmm. Don't ever think about it again. If it led you, <laughs> if it led you to decide like, oh shit, that's not what I meant. I really didn't want to go that route. I got sucked in. And listen, things can happen yeah. sometimes. You can I got manipulated and that's the of thing. Of course you did. I realized it at the time. Of course like you I realized did. At the time, I thought it was like empowered and I'm a tough kid. And, and you know, mm. as things were happening, I'm like, yeah. no, I got this. I can I can handle this. And of then, course. Of course. And then shit and, went down. Yeah. And then shit went down. And like, there's a lot yeah. of shit that's gone down for me in my life that if I were to look back... Like, Jasmine, I could just tell you so many stories. Like, shit went down one night. Like, I'm, 
I'm, I'm putting together a really unbelievable deal with a businessman who's really, 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 really crazy successful with tons and tons and tons of money. And we are talking over dinner and we're putting this deal together. And on the way down to the parking garage to get in the car, he pushes me against the wall. I swear to God, one quick swoop, hand up my skirt, pushed me, started kissing me, put his hand straight up my skirt and said, I want to F-U-C-K your... Anyways, it was like what the hell just happened? And right. that could have easily been like, I could have thought to myself, I could have fought him. I could have said, okay, this guy's really powerful and I'm broke and I, I need money and I need a good job and I don't, I don't want to do and shit happens. Yeah. To every, like, I'm going to say 90% of women have some story like this. Yeah. So please, it was a long time ago. You were a young girl. Mm -hmm. You were just getting started and you've and it moved you into legit massage therapy. It sure did. Okay. And it moved you into, <laughs> 20 years. A, into a lot of really unbelievably amazing healing modalities and experiences. And, you know, no, if anything, if, any, if anyone ever, you'd be able to say, let me tell you a story if you ever wanted to. But that's it. It's done. That story's done. Yeah. And I think, you know, even... Like during the time, I it, it was okay. So two things. One is, I think the weight is um, one tied to my work, and I'm almost like I'm glad I've retired my massage because I'm like I don't even want to talk about it if I'm still massaging. Okay. But maybe yeah. I don't need to talk about it. And no. then second of all, like my husband doesn't really know. He knows I work there. He probably won't be surprised. But you know, and I wasn't even with him at the time, but he knew me. So. I'm like, when do I ever tell him? Do I need to tell him? Will it help? I don't know. Is um, there is there anything it, in your marriage like there's the on the on the two sides? So one is I feel like the, the imposter syndrome, um, and I want to tell you something. Please don't feel like I need to never do massage again because I don't want to be equated to that. Like, you're not that. I love massage. I really do. You're not that. <laughs> Please, I I think that would be a terrible travesty for you to say I don't want to massage anymore because of that earliest beginnings when that thing went down that way and I got manipulated and pulled in and I was scared and I needed the money and things went wrong and then I made the move and I got the fuck out and now I'm this amazing woman and businesswoman. Mm -hmm. Okay, and I know you are. So please, yeah. if you don't think it's, if if that situation is impeding on your marriage in terms of being able to make love, feeling connected um if you feel like i need to tell him because i'm really carrying this story of shame and i need him to know but if it's not and you just needed someone to liberate you and say to you girlfriend yeah. shake that shit off your back <laughs> then let me be the one to yeah. do it like well i think i'm gonna start with that like i feel like thank you so much for it's a, like you said, almost like giving me permission or yeah. um, oh not, my God. I think that's where I was confused. Like, do I need to share this part of me to be legit? No, no. Nope. You know, will it help people? No. Nope. I don't know. Is it necessary? No. Nope. Okay. Is it necessary? <laughs> but it might... Maybe someday it might be, yes. but right now maybe no. It's, you're too raw right now. Yeah. You're too raw Talked to up, be telling. so long ago, you yeah. know, like it's so long ago. It's so long ago and it's raw because you're finally talking about it. So share it when you no longer have any shame and you can be like those fucking pieces of shit manipulated a young beautiful girl yeah. and and that's how easy it can happen and that's you know it's interesting well this whole thing like while i was in the scene so to speak he this guy hired this young girl she was like 18 or 19 never had a relationship with anybody boys kissed nothing and then this guy hires her i hired her and I felt like her protector. Like, I'm like, you, that's exactly what I'm like. You're a fucking piece. Yeah. This is going to be her first life experience with a man is like this, like no. anything, like whether it's whatever yeah. goes yeah. on in the room, yeah. you know, this is, and that's, I think when I really was like, okay, I see what's happening. Really. Yeah. I really see what's happening. Yeah. Cause it wasn't me. It was me looking at somebody else and, and at that time but, going, but oh, that that's what happened to, to her. <laughs> but that happened to you. But that happened to yeah. you. So I'm grieving for you. I'm grieving that that happened to you, but yeah. just know that we, 
like we so many of us get manipulated and our sexuality and our we what we're identified with and how we're looked at and how we're and we are changing things for women around the world because of what we've been through yeah okay so and that I, I will do, you tell that I story do. i have a funny feeling you will when you're about 50. Yeah, okay. I'm almost 50, man. <laughs> oh, it's okay, so you're like a little young spirit because to me, you're like a 35-year-old. So yeah. if you're getting up there, then that day will come when you might say, this is how easy, and I would say it from that position, this is how mm -hmm. easy it is to get manipulated into any part of the sex industry. Yeah. Like, yeah. do you know how many young girls, like I, I, let me tell you a client that I worked with once and it's and this is why I'm saying like I don't have any judgment on things like this because you know I had a client once she she was actually a girl I went to high school with and she was straight as an arrow like she never went to one high school party ever and she was a national level runner and I ran with her because I used to do track and field so I got to know her at track and field but she blew me out of the water like she was long distance I was sprints and she, this girl could run and her father amazing family her dad would get up every morning with her he'd run with her he trained with her like this girl was just like a superstar in our school and I meet her years later like I don't stay in touch with her we're not close in high school I meet her years later she comes in she wants to hire me and at the time I was doing personal training nutrition I guess it would have been coaching but it was back before I was like in an office just coaching you over the phone I was still because right. I, I started off in the fitness industry so she came in and she wanted to hire me as her personal trainer and I was like I had to be so kind and I couldn't let my eyes look like I was a deer in headlights but I was like, <laughs> what has happened to you? And mm. she was so heavy on drugs at this point. And she was an exotic dancer. And I, she wanted me to train her. And I, tra I, I, I didn't want to have any judgment. Like, who am I to judge if someone, like, her lifestyle now? And, and I just thought she really needed, she really trusted me. And she shared so much. Like, she started dating a guy when she was in grade 12, she'd never drank before. She was so shy, she felt awkward and she was so introverted and she was just this runner and she felt like she was a loser. And he took her to a party and she got drunk for the first, she drank for the first time and she felt more confident than she ever felt. And then he gave her drugs and she like on her second or third thing with him tried drugs and and, right. and and it and she was instantly hooked and to maintain the drug habit he talked her into dancing and she, wow. and then before you knew it she was an absolute hardcore drug addict an exotic dancer and while we were together you know she came in one morning and cried and said I'm pregnant and I have to get an abortion and will you pray with me and we sat on the floor in the gym and I held her hands and we prayed together and like, all I thought was, like, you're an amazing human being. Right. And you look at the mess that your life is in now. Like, mm -hmm. how did that happen to you? And you have every right to still be loved. And you have every right to be treated with dignity and respect. And you have every right to, like, like I don't know where she's turned out to. But, I mean, she it was just, like... So my point has always been like, we don't know what someone has been through and we don't know how we get ourselves into these situations, but we are human beings and we have every right to still um, heal those stories and shake that devil off our backs and not carry that shame and use those experiences to make us more self-loving, more compassionate. Right. Like take the wisdom from how did that happen and how can I help someone and and here's what I would say, Jasmine, if anything, it's going to make you so compassionate that when you're coaching mm -hmm. someone and they tell you some story that your eyes want to go like a head in deer lights, you won't. <laughs> yeah. you won't. Like, well, keep it together here. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why when you just said, well, someone shares something with me that I'll think I'm going to no, because that's all you'll think is that if all they need is a compassionate listening ear. Yeah. And, and that's how I got into doing this empowerment coaching. I've been treating people on my table for many, many years. And that's what people say, like, 
you know, I can tell you anything. I feel safe. It's more than a massage. And, and I do massage because I want to create safe space. Yeah. But <laughs> isn't touch, that interesting you know? that you wanted to actually, out of that thought, I don't want to do it. I want to do it where I actually create a safe place for a healing therapeutic opportunity for this person. And that's what you've yeah. done. Yeah. Okay. So if you ever want to share it, share it. But I would share it when you're so beyond. It doesn't make you cry. It doesn't make you shake. And it doesn't make you feel ashamed. And you've moved through right. the anger of like, fuck you motherfuckers, fucking pieces of shit that yeah. got me a young 20-year-old girl to do that. Like, you goddamn pieces of fucking shit. That's how I'd be. Yeah. Then I'd move through my anger. And then the day will come when I can be so neutral and willing and compassionate with myself that I think that does not make me a bad person in any way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. And yeah. you, if anything, you'll just have so much compassion for a young woman who's who might have gotten herself into a situation that she wants to get out of yeah and she has every and right I, to yeah. get out of and still have an extraordinary life mm -hmm. i don't care if you have mental That's illness it, right? you still, if you have a mental illness you still have the right to have an extraordinary life if you've had an addiction or you have an addiction you still have the right to have an extraordinary life nobody is a piece mm -hmm. of garbage that should get thrown away like we still have the right to heal and and, you know, climb that map of empowerment back to having self-love and dignity and courage. And we, we get to go on and build great lives. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. Like, I mean, and I know anybody that would come to me, I would say the exact same thing, you know, yeah. in the sense of like, you but are But we have to do it for and, ourselves. Yeah. And I, I think the biggest thing that... It, what keeps coming up for me is sharing it with my husband. And I don't know if it's for my own sake, and I think yeah. there's a fear of okay. doing it. Like, will he feel different about me? But, I mean, it was even before we were together. No, okay. So, or, will he, or will he even fucking be surprised? I don't know. Yeah, so let's let's stay with that for a minute. Let's not let's not jump off so quick. So we've, we've done, we've told it it's not so big. The tidal wave was big until you tell it, and then you go, oh, poof. The air, the pot, the, like, it's like popping a balloon. It's like, it's just so, it pops, and then you're like, oh. Okay, nobody died. Okay, we're all good. Okay, everything's fine. Okay, it's fine. It's all fine. So you have to ask yourself, what will telling, what? let's do some cognitive restructuring around this, which is, okay. should I tell my husband? Should I tell my husband this? Well, what do you think best case scenario could happen if you tell your husband? Um, I hope. I, that I would feel better. And I don't know, I don't know, I feel like it's like this secret I have. Yeah. And, you know, we've been married for over 20 years and I just, you know, trying to be transparent yeah. and, you know, maybe it'll help him understand me a little more. Not that he doesn't, but. And well, um, how would he need know. to do Am I looking for something maybe? That's I don't know. That's what I'm not getting at. What are you getting, what do you need from him? What do you think he would look at you differently? What do you feel that he looks at you with that he doesn't understand? That if he knew this, he would be able to understand you better or love you more yeah um i don't know i gotta think about that like what would be you know doing it versus not doing it like what would change what would change and what do you think could happen in a negative way if you told him um i think it's more of the worry i think there's a worry about rejection yeah that is a thing i'm realizing over the past since my daughter turned 13, I'm like, oh, rejection. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. So stay with so that. So that's been an interesting so, so I say rejection. Like, what if he's just like, oh, I don't know. Okay, I so I'm going to say something with like almost like, I'm going to be like, I shouldn't. This is when you're like, I don't know. Can I help people? Like, what if I ruin their lives and everything blows up? Here's me. Uh, I'm going to just say, you're not going to ruin someone's life and things are gonna, not going to blow up. Because here's what I'm going to tell you. I would just about guarantee I don't, I don't know why, because I'm saying this intuitively and I should shut my mouth because I don't have any facts around this. Um, yeah. Your husband is just going to love you the same. Mm. Your husband's just going to love you the same. He's, he's not going to love you more or less if he finds this out. It's not going to change anything. So you have to decide if it's going to change something for you, which is I've been carrying a secret for a long time and I've realized I need to tell you it so that I can absolve myself. Or I've been carrying a secret for a long time and I realize I don't need to tell you to absolve myself. Right. But here's what I will tell you. 
Either way, he's going to love you the same. He's not going to reject you. He, if anything, he might think, I'm so sad that you didn't think you could trust me to tell me this. But I understand right. why. I understand why you're afraid of being rejected. You were so afraid yeah. I would reject you that you didn't. So you just told me, and I'm not your husband, but you just told me, and I certainly don't feel even 1%, even one iota of, I would want to reject you, or I wouldn't want you to be a student, of, a graduate of mine, or, oh, my good God, like, no, don't tell me this. Like, what if people find <laughs> out this? Like, no, it doesn't change anything for me. Yeah. I think he loves you so much. And Jasmine... <laughs> you might, this might not sound very empowered, but women, we are allowed to have secrets. Like, we say secrets make us sick. Well, they do if they're making you sick. <laughs> but not if you just feel like, like, like this, this, this is an example. It's a stupid example. But let's say, for example, I got Botox. I'm just saying it because there's so many, this is a silly example. I'm allowed to go and get Botox and not tell my husband. Right. <laughs> okay. Like, I think that happens often. <laughs> I think there's the laugh, though, in that. Because that's why I'm saying when people go, you shouldn't have any secrets with your husband. You're allowed to have, you're allowed to have yeah. sexual partners you've been with that you've never told your partner. You're allowed oh, yeah. to have a past, <laughs> right? There's a past. You're allowed to have a past. You're allowed to be a human being with your own inner vault. You're allowed to. And if it's weighing on you and shaming you, and it's, that's a whole different story if you feel like I need to get this off my chest to absolve myself and for you to understand me better. That I'm doing this for me. I feel like that's important. <laughs> well, then that's a whole different story. Like, if you need to do it for you, do it. Because he's going to love you either way. But... If you're, if you're feeling like, I feel dishonored, I don't need to tell him, I'm not burdened by it, it doesn't bother me, I've worked through it, I don't care, I don't need anyone to know this. And there are some things we don't, I mean, we all are different levels of secrecy. Like some people can keep mm -hmm. massive secrets and like be, and some people are like, I can't keep a secret because I, I'm torment. I need to get it everything off my, I'm so transparent, I need right. to tell everybody everything. There are some women that I think, how do they not know? How did you not tell? How does he not know? And then they go, because he doesn't need to know. And I laugh. And they're perfectly fine with it. Right. I think I need to just do a little journaling around this because, like, if I think about how it feels right now, it feels like when I first, like, if I were to think back when I first started dating him and was crazy about him and, like, I'm in love with this guy, there's no way I could tell him about this because, oh, my God, he'll, he'll want to reject me. He's like, you know, you're, like, used up or you're whatever, you know, like, but stories please, you tell but yourself here, when you're listen, in your 20s. I want to say something, though. That's the story you got to work out, which is you're used up, you're tainted, yes. you're no good. Because I carried that because I've been sexually abused. And then I was raped at 14. And then I was, I was raped again at 15 many, many times by another family member. And then when I moved out at... 15, 16, I was a little promiscuous. I did feel like used, tainted, tarnished goods. I didn't even realize I could say no. I didn't realize I I didn't even I didn't even understand how much about my identity was now wrapped up in being a sexual object. Right. Yeah. So you don't it's even like it's all for me I thought it was like power. Power, that's actually... what I'm trying to say. Like for you where you were at so you got to work that story out because why don't you just let it be like it empowered me? I'm not tainted mm -hmm. goods. I'm not tarnished. I'm uh, my husband met me exactly with that as part of me. And why does he need to? I I don't want to say it either way. I just know that sometimes we tell our partners things that they don't need to know, and all we've done is made yeah. our guilt their guilt. Right. Like. Mm. Yeah. Like, we don't need to so put our... interesting. Like, I don't even have any shame around being promiscuous. I have more, like, more of a hang-up over this old story, but right, I think but because I got paid. You know, isn't you that paid, fucked up? But, isn't that, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, why, if, if, you wanted to have, if you wanted to fool around with different guys as a single girl going out to the bars on Friday and Saturday nights, and you were single for three years, and you partied, and you were with different guys, and you're, you don't feel like, oh, do I have to tell all that? Well, if... There are a lot of women in the sex industry, and they don't 
and mm -hmm. they don't necessarily think of themselves they don't there's a lot of women in the sex industry that feel like i am powerful i'm i do mm -hmm. this for money i get this i'm not one of them but i'm not going to judge them because what if they were to say listen i put my kids through college and university and this is what i did and and fuck you for shaming me go fuck yourself <laughs> like, yeah it's all the perspective. I definitely feel like that. Like, I definitely have those, like, you know what? You're dumb enough to spend money on this. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Take it for all you got. Like, there's definitely, like, those ways of, like, fuck you, right? And, um, yeah, I think you just talking about it and, like, he doesn't need to know everything. And I do. I just think it's okay. I just think yeah. it's okay to be your own woman and have your own past and have your own life and have your things you do. And you get to decide what you want to disclose. Mm -hmm. about yourself I think that's part of like what was even like sort of holding me back mentally with even exploding my business you know like oh there's this thing about me that people will be like oh you're you know you're the one coaching oh you have that story that you haven't told anybody but I feel like that's okay like as we're talking I'm gonna write this out but yeah I would keep writing it out I'd keep processing it's, around it's it I'd keep, I'd keep yeah just get it so that you neutralize this right like it's mm -hmm. like acid in the body right acid um when our pH level is really off and we're really acidic, that's when we get sick and diseased. And when we're when we neutralize it, we're more alkaline. We don't have that same level. So you got to neutralize this story so it's not so acidic for you. And then you can decide down the road if it's like so alkaline now that you're like, I don't need to tell anybody. Fuck it. I'm like, there's girls who are like, you know, waitresses in strip clubs. They did it for money. There's girls yeah. who like. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And I don't even like judge other people that do or venture because I get it. You know, like I get why I get. Yeah, I, get I just it. think you got to neutralize this and then you can decide, do I want to tell my husband or not? And then it's your decision and your marriage. It's your privacy. It has nothing to do with your business. Nothing. Mm -hmm. But if you one day want to talk about how girls get pulled into the sex industry and how it's and you want to speak about that in some empowered way, then yeah. it will empower you to tell the story. That's what, if I want to get to something, that's how I want it to show up. That's right. Don't share it right now publicly with this level of, no. you're not healed around it yet. You're not strong mm -hmm. around it yet. You're not, you're not fully at I peace I think that's where it. it's like kind of waver, like, okay, if I do do this, if I, this is part of my empowerment, like empowering people through the story, I have to tell my husband first. <laughs> I can't well, be like, hey, oh, by the way, I'm going to tell the story. Like, I feel like he should know. Well, yeah, <laughs> so. but you know what? My also husband also learned a lot of things many, many years later when I wrote my memoir. And I asked him to read it. Mm -hmm. And I still haven't okay. published it. And it's I don't know that I'm ever going to publish it now. I really don't. It was so urgent right. for me at one point. But I actually realized I just had to get all that out. And I don't know if I'm going to yeah. publish it or not. But when he read it, um, not that I have every single little thing I ever did or was done to me in there, it isn't, but it, there were things that I just said it matter of factly, like, mm -hmm. this is what happened. This is what happened. I didn't know that I had to tell you. I didn't know that. So you're carrying it like it's this big, heavy, horrible secret. But once you make peace with it, it'll just be a factual part of your history. It's it's it's. And not I understand so when you say that because there's so many other things I can talk about in that in that matter of fact way. Exactly. So I do. I you, understand. You say what you it mean. like I literally hear you go like, you know, I can't grow up with alcoholism. I had a crazy childhood. I da 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 da. I blah 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 blah. I da 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 da. I even at one point got sucked into the massage uh, industry and it took me down a path that. It didn't feel healthy and right, and I detoured and went this route instead, and it's what led me to becoming this really empowered woman. And I didn't fully understand my power as a woman when I was younger. I was very beautiful and very sexy, and it, I could have easily gone that route, but I didn't. I chose this route instead. That's a very empowered story. Boom, done. Yeah, I like that. Like, right? There's no energy around that that's like... And then I carry this, and then I, and then I walked a hundred miles with the cross on my back, and the thorns in my head, and the snow uphill both ways. Yeah, like share it when you're ready, and you might even share it with your husband in a very matter-of-fact way one day. Yeah, I don't know if you even knew that feels, this. That feels way better. Like, I don't know if you even knew this, but when I first got started, I got manipulated into a 
massage uh, salon, massage parlor that wanted happy endings. And I, I didn't even realize at first what I was getting sucked into till I realized and I, I saw this young girl come in and it horrified me that I was like, I, I don't want any part of this. And I don't, I don't, I don't want to be a part of something that I didn't realize was so disempowering for women, but it's really what yeah. set my life on a, on a different path. Boom, mm -hmm. done. It's very empowering. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Like, shake that off just right now. Like, give a nice little shake. Shake your head. Shake your arm. Shake your hands. Shake your jaw. Whoa! Shake that shit off your back. <laughs> Be gone. Be gone. Okay? And go yeah. put on some fabulous music and have a dance and hug yourself and love mm. yourself and remind yourself that someone needed to love and protect that 20-year-old girl. And someone wasn't. And there wasn't a man in your life. And God bless your father. But clearly your father was not a man in your life or and your parents did not guide you in a way no. that showed you and taught you that that is not how you're going to really feel as an empowered as a beautiful woman. Yeah. You tested the waters and you realized it wasn't for you. Hmm, nope. <laughs> that's all. Not like that anyway, right? Right, like big fucking deal. Yeah. That was 20 years ago and you have every right to be an extraordinary, magnificent, happy, abundant, wealthy, empowered, inspiring woman. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Okay. Listen. Yeah. That was easy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, darling. I'm sending you tons Good of love. Time. Just remember, you have got to be the mother to your 20-year-old self, too. Mm -hmm. Be kind to her. Love her. Listen to her. Let her journal to you. Let your 20-year-old yeah. girl, your daughter energy, journal to your woman energy. Let okay. her write to you. And let your woman energy write back to her. Like, let her... I'll do that. Yeah, let the two parts of you talk and communicate and figure out until the, finally there's a part of you that just says... Thank you. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for protecting me. I don't need to carry this. I don't need to worry about this. It's time for me to go off to university and join a sorority. A sorority, I mean. It's time for you to go and have fun, go on a trip, travel Europe. That's who the 20-year-old should, that's what she should be doing. Right. So go let her, go let her, just go let her be a young woman. I like that. You know, and it's, this is, I think it's like layer, well, one of I'm going to use the word layers, but going back to um, when I went through the uh, emotional edge course with you, yeah, this is stuff, definitely this is like part of my work that I was doing with myself. But yeah. I feel like it's I keep having to revisit it. And, well, because uh, so, you, yeah. it's taken you many many years to actually unburden yourself of this. Mm -hmm. Well, it's been sitting there for twenty years, right? So it's it's. it's you uh, know, I want to tell you, I'm so honored. Truly, I mean this. Like, I'm so honored and grateful that you trusted me. To tell mm -hmm. me and be and let me be the one to be a part of that healing opportunity for you because you're you're, you're, oh. gonna, you're having a deep level of healing now. Well, and I, I knew it was going to come out. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I think my hesitation was because I know there's other listeners, but there's the whole thing like maybe it's helping other people. Of course and it's it just is. Like, oh, what if somebody I know is on here? But whatever, whatever. Fuck it, yeah, whatever. Fuck it. You know. Fuck yeah, it. Sorry, I swear so much. You've got to do you. <laughs> You've got yeah. to do you, and th that's the greatest gift. You, you, you can maybe tell the story one day that you'll say, I remember when I was holding this in, and I finally just said it, and I cried for about t five seconds and then realized, <gasps> I've just let the mm -hmm. beach ball up from underneath this, this submerged beach ball that I've been holding under the surface of the water for 20 years. It's up. It's out. Yeah. Relief. Oh, my God. I don't have to carry that mm -hmm. secret anymore. It's not a secret anymore. Yeah. So y'all know you just heard my secret. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and we still love you. Thank you. I love think, you, and we still think you're amazing and extraordinary. And I can't wait to watch you just take off and shine like a superstar because it's all happening. Oh, it's I, you know, it feels big, and I think that's you know that imposter thing. I think because it's new and everything. I, it, I'm ready though. Like I'm ready. You know what? If anything. You just showed me that you're more than ready. 
thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah. you, Jasmine. Thanks for being on the call today. Thank you for everyone who joined us today. For those of you that are just like flies on the wall listening, we need you, your energy, your support, your love. Let's all send Jasmine a big hug. Everyone that's listening right now, close your eyes if you don't mind and just imagine that you can see Jasmine in your her energy in your mind's eye, her 20-year-old self that just needs a circle of women standing around her, loving her, hugging her, and telling her she's amazing, and who gives a shit? She she wandered off a little, and she's back, and uh, it doesn't change who she is. She's still valuable, golden, beautiful, amazing. We love her. And Jasmine, just know you are loved, you're amazing, and you're, um, you took a lot of courage for you to come on the line today, so thank you. And to everyone else who's on the line, I know there's three of you more that have raised your hand to get coaching. I'm so sorry that we couldn't get to you today, but what a powerful conversation that we had with Jasmine. Thank you. And I'll be back next uh, March. March. I'll be back in March. I'll be back on the first Friday in March. And um, I'm, like I said, I'm so grateful for these empowered coaching conversations with real women from around the world. We couldn't do it without real women who had the courage to call in and talk about things. And you can see that we didn't go back and dig deep into Jasmine's past and history to be able to sort this out, but we were able to meet her where she's at and help her shift higher in the perspective of the way that she's telling herself this story so that she doesn't have to carry around 50 pounds of baggage everywhere she goes. She feels lighter. Hopefully, we've taken a little of that off of her shoulders and she can dance a little lighter today so everyone have a great week have a great month and i'll see you on the first first friday of february i mean first friday of march bye for now everyone thank you for joining us today on chat with crystal empowerment coaching and conversations with real women from around the world of course my name is crystal andrus morissette and it's been my honor to spend this time with you if you'd like to be a guest on the show to get the coaching that you need, please visit www.swatinstitute.com. And remember, empowerment equals choice. It's always up to you.